the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Prevent your users from leaving that horrible one-star rating. HelpShift offers the easiest way to collect user feedback, bug reporting, and more without users ever having to leave your app. Plus, you can even get a customizable help center and unlimited FAQs. And the best part, it's all free. Get started today by going to helpshift.com slash appmasters. That once again is helpshift.com slash appmasters. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads and, more importantly, those revenues. It feels funny if I don't say that intro, but today we're going to talk all about product market fit the simple way to do it. It's so important and something you should probably know before you launch, but it's something that you can actually find along the way because maybe you have a vision, maybe the features that you thought were going to be handy are not so handy and the features that you thought were just kind of like a throwaway become the main feature, aka Instagram type of thing. Here to break it down all with me is Christine Dart, who is the head of marketing at HelpShift. You got to check them out. It is helpshift.com. They got a free feedback SDK that is linked up into the YouTube description. So go check that out. But Christine, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Hey, Christine, I want to ask you this, like when we're trying to find product market fit, should we be focusing on the demographics or should we be focusing on an app's feature? Where do you like to start? I think feature would be the closer one of the two. So uh, I think maybe we should define product market fit first a little bit and basically what that means is that the product that you've created fills a need within the market that you're targeting. So you want to basically be targeting the right market and then have the right solution for whatever that market's challenges might be. I would say it's a little of both, right? It's understanding the demographic and what they need and the solution you're providing them. So how are your features actually going to help provide that solution? You really want to figure out product market fit or at least have the best hypothesis you can before you even start building so that you know you're actually filling a gap or you know meeting a need and you want to know what problem you're solving and or what value your app is going to provide so if you think of some you know some heavy hitters out there like Spotify for example so my problem might be that i really want to be able to discover new music that i actually like and um, i want to be able to so- um, sort it out easily into like playlists and everything share it with people and also have the capability to listen to it offline. So that way, if I'm like out in the mountains and I don't have service, I can listen to it. Or if I'm on a plane, those are all the needs that Spotify fills. Another example would be Hopper. So that's that one where like, it'll show you when like cheap flights come up, say that I'm somebody that's not committed to a specific airline. I'm just looking for the best deal. Hopper solving that need for me without me having to like be searching every day on my own. That's how you kind of figure out if you're you're filling a need or not. And I love what you said about the demographics. I think sometimes you know, I talk to entrepreneurs they're like, Hey, I'm this for everybody. You know, this is going to be for everybody. And it's like, you know, you kind of have to just find, I know, I don't know if the, this is the right term, but beachheads, like here are the core demographics that I really want to focus on. So for example, it's Hopper, like people who are maybe nomads, right? Like people who 
that aren't like associated with an airline who can travel on a dime, just move around, love that remote adventure type of thing. And so I feel like when you're trying in that early stage, you just need to buckle down and stop saying it to everybody and just pick some people yeah. that you think are going to say an easy yes. That's how I like to frame it. Christine is like, hey, who's going to get me an easy yes? And let's go talk to those people first and foremost. Yeah, I love it. So I could do probably a whole episode on persona research and understanding your personas and tools to do that and everything. But really, it's going to come down to a few major things, at least in the beginning before you're really fine tuning it. So it's understanding like, is there kind of a demographic and which specific people within that demographic? Do they have common interests, common job types maybe? Are they in a certain economic bracket? And then most importantly, what challenges do they have that your app can solve? And what function of your app will actually like absolutely delight them? One of the things I love doing is the phone calls with my target market. So obviously we run an agency. I get to talk to a lot of people. And Christine, one of the things I've said was I like to do back-to-back calls because then I can talk to one person, a potential customer, see the language I use, see how they react to that language, and then literally apply that same principle to that next customer that I'm about to talk to. So I think that's a great way. But I think another great way that HelpShift will help you do too is asking the right questions within your app. Want to break down some of those questions for us? You know, there's different ways to do this. So some of the questions you might want to get an answer from, and this wouldn't be necessarily what you're you're doing like right in the app, unless you build kind of like a, a survey or something like that. We'll talk about the questions first, then I'll talk about the the other method afterward, which is about actually collecting feedback from the app. So you want to identify a few things from your users, like how would you feel if you can no longer use this product? Are they going to be disappointed? Or, maybe somewhat disappointed, neutral, or they not really care. And if they're going to be disappointed that they can't use your product anymore, then that means like you've, you've nailed down the product market fit, right? Like they, they really like using your product. You might also want to find out what type of people you think would most benefit from the product. So maybe they, they have other people in mind, like friends or coworkers or something that would also um, really like to use the app. What's the main benefit that you receive from the product? So you want to know why they love you. So not just like, yeah, I like this app. It's cool. Gets the job done. But like, why? Why is it better than other alternatives? And then finally, how can we improve the product for you? You want to get suggestions from especially your core audience, people that are actually using your app, because they're going to know best what kind of things they wish they could do or something that they might actually turn to a competitive app to go do instead. <laughs> looking at this article that Superhuman wrote about how they were able to find product market fit. And I love this article. So I'll link this up into the show notes or the description below, but we kind of break down and you can read the full article. It's these questions that really resonate. And Christine, one of the things I just recently learned from the CEO of Adapti was hey, you know, when you're a new app, you can launch as a hard paywall because people who pay, you want to get their user feedback, more importantly than those free users. And kind of Superhuman talks about this. You want to talk to those who are, would be very disappointed that if your product ne- never existed. And, you know, maybe the, you're not talk to those that are not going to be not as disappointing if your product didn't exist at all. So I I thought that was a great insight because I've actually seen that work with one of the apps that we, we have out of our own where we're doing a hard sell. Like there's no features. You have to either pay us or get the heck out. Right. Right. For those that are still, 
you know, early in their app development cycle, you can actually hire beta testers. There's a few different organizations out there that you can do that through. The nice thing about doing that versus just kind of like asking family and friends to test it out and give you feedback is if you can, you know, get the people that are actually in what you think is going to be your user persona that would actually be using the app in real life and get their feedback, you're going to get honest feedback and understand like, okay, this didn't cut it. This needs to be improved. You're missing this. We really want that. It's going to be that kind of the tough love that you need to really get your app to a point where it does have product market fit with the demographic you're going after. And, you know, more importantly, you're going to get retention, right? People are going to keep using it, which is why we want product market fit in the first place. You want to have long-term users that aren't going to churn. All right. The next thing I want to talk about too is what happens if we've already launched, Christine? I know if you think about the early days of Instagram, it was supposed, I forget what the, the whole thing was supposed to be, but he found out that the camera filters were the one that were used the most and then made that the ultimate feature and the ultimate product. But when we're already launched, what are some steps that we can take to tweak some of the features that we might be thinking about building? You can have in-app feedback, collect it right there in the app. That way you don't have to wait until people are kind of blasting negative reviews or something because they're (laughs) not liking certain features or having glitches or they don't, maybe they don't even like get what your app is for. Ideally, you can save them from doing that in a public space and have them do it right to you, right in the app so you can learn from it. So at HelpShift, we recently started offering a free product called Feedback Plus. It's an SDK, you can integrate right into your app and basically Basically, it allows users to submit feedback. So like five stars, and here's what I like about it, or three stars, here's what I don't like about it. Um, They can actually enter suggestions for improvements like, hey, be really cool if you had this feature, it'd be really helpful. And they can also report bugs and crashes. And then there's metadata attached to all of it. So that way, you know what kind of device they're on and uh, what version they're on and all of that. So you can kind of make iterations based on that, especially if there are bugs or something. It also allows you to do FAQs. So basically, those articles that pop up, like, Um, you know, are you looking for this? One of these might help you. And that can help people navigate the app. So if you, you know, you're finding that people are leaving reviews, like they're a little bit confused with your app and not quite sure what to do, you might want to have some good FAQs in there to help kind of guide them through the process and help them understand it better. Taking all of that feedback after the fact and kind of sorting it, filtering it, reading through it, understanding if there's a lot of commonalities, things like that, especially if you're seeing a lot of people kind of not really understanding how they should be using the app or what it's for. That's when you're going to understand that your product market fit might be off a little bit. So either you're targeting the wrong users, the wrong people are using it, you're not really appealing to the right people, or people just aren't really clear how to use it. So maybe you might need to improve your features a bit to make sure you're fitting the market better. I know one of the things that we've seen work really well too, Christine, is during the onboarding process, like trying to engage with the user as much as possible, asking them for feedback. What are you here for? You know, what are you looking to get out of this particular app. And then, you know, if you want to get really advanced using what they tell you in a paywall or so forth. And so it's that critical feedback that I think you could even do while it's that first time user experience, that welcome flow, that onboarding process. Yeah, absolutely. Onboarding is is really important, especially if you want to make sure people stick around and don't just kind of like log in the app once, then delete <laughs> it or just never come back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Are there any other questions or anything that I missed that you want to make sure we hit on for product market fit? I was thinking we should talk about how do people know if they got product market fit? Yeah, that'd be great. That's a great one. 
How did I, how did I miss that, Eve? <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a couple different answers to this question, and there are different metrics you can measure. So kind of the gold star metric is retention rates, right? So the idea of having really good product market fit in the first place is so that you know you're building something where people are going to stick around, um, keep using it, ideally spread the word, and be a long-term user or customer of your app. You know, as they always say, it's much easier to get more money and retain your existing customers than it is to try to acquire new customers and pump money into that. So you really do want to focus on retention if you want long lasting success in your app. However, retention is what they call a lagging indicator, right? So if you have super high retention, then you know that you do a product market fit, but you might not find that out for months or even years sometimes because it, it's just one of those factors where it takes time to kind of collect that information and find out if people are sticking around and when they're turning, if they are. To have some kind of earlier indicators, especially in the app world, you want to focus more on your monthly active users and also your daily active users, which, uh, you know, how you prioritize those might depend on what type of app you have, you know, something like a travel app, you might be only popping into that like once or twice a month, depending on how frequently you travel. But something like an Instagram, right, you're in there every day, probably. So you're going to have high daily active use. So your ratio of daily active to monthly active users is, is going to really depend on your functionality. But the um, tighter knit that ratio is kind of the more product stickiness you have. So if, if stuff, something's sticky, that means people are kind of using it frequently and they're getting value from it. So they're going to stick around and keep using it. And you know, you'll probably have them for the long term. Those are some of the metrics you really want to keep an eye on. I want to ask you this, Christine, but I know a lot of people talk about virality and like, how do I get more people to share? And I'm like, look, you got to get people to love you first before they will exactly. share your product. So anything you want to touch on in terms of like people talking about virality? Too, after you find more product market fit? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's still kind of coming back to that feedback loop, right? And building that great product that people love. That's how you create a product that people love. You really have to be able to listen, just like anything. That's how you become a good salesperson, right? You learn the art of listening and, and kind of identifying and being able to almost predict what their challenges are, maybe before they even experience them so that you can have a solution for that or, you know, hopefully prevent them from running into that problem in the first place. So the more that you can listen to your audience, collect feedback from them, maybe read reviews, respond to reviews, and then iterate your product based on that to continue to um, enhance it and just make it better and better. That's how people are going to want to spread the word because they're going to be like, this app's freaking awesome. You need to download it. Or like, why are you still using XYZ legacy app? Like this new one's out and it's so much better. You should totally be using this. That's how you get that virality and people spreading the word and shouting your praises from the rooftops. And that's something that we can do within feedback, right? Like the feedback plus SDK is kind of ask people, hey, how, are you enjoying this product? Would you recommend this product? Then sort of tagging them as potential people who might be willing to share the product too. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think we probably weren't even thinking about that as much since we're usually focused on things more from a customer uh, support perspective. But yeah, that's right. Like those are the people you could reach out to on kind of ask for a favor. Well, guys, look, it is an easy, simple SDK to get developed. I'm going to show it right here. It's got a lot of great features from bug crashing to getting real-time feedback. And you can use that feedback, not just for features, but like, how the heck did you hear us from? I know it's a popular question that people like to ask, but it is one that can tell you and help you with some of the attribution. If you want to see, hey, are people from TikTok versus Facebook versus 
Instagram, are they converting better? So there's lots of things that you can do with just having a feedback tool beyond just helping you build the right features. And I think that's so key is a lot of people think I need to add this feature. Are you building that right feature? Because you think in your head you're doing it, but do your customers actually want it as well? So once again, it is helpshift.com. Look for the feedback SDK. It is also linked up into the YouTube description as well. Christine. If the audience wants to connect with you in any other word, you want to send them anywhere else. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I think it's linkedin.com slash Christine B. Dart, maybe. I don't know. Just Google Christine Dart Help Shift. Um, you should find me on, on that and come say hello. Well, I will link up, link up Christine's LinkedIn to the YouTube description as well. And so you guys can just click on the link, say hi, tell her you enjoyed the actual show and podcast where however you're consuming this content. But Christine, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Steve. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for watching and I'll see you on the next video. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.